The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or a mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find your place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, broadcasting deep within the bowels of the Vengeful Spirit. I remember when um, they used to have like little, uh, they had, I can't remember what it was, but it was a stencil for a bunker and you would put it down on cardboard and cut it out and then put it together and that would be your Imperial bunker. Oh yeah. I've, I've got a couple, I got a couple of white dwarfs with that sort of stuff in it from back in the day. Yeah. So I definitely think if nothing else, dude, we should have like a hobby day where we go back through those, uh, records and grab some of those old kits and just have like a, a hobby day where we make those old ass kits because uh they're fun and it's a trip down memory lane yeah yeah and it would be a ton of you know, more terrain for all my shit there you go there you go but uh yeah austin i'm gonna throw a picture up in uh, the facebook chat real quick and i'll show you how far i got on my little warlord i'm so excited so what's everybody else been doing in the hobby recently uh not a whole lot. Henry, I've hit such a slump with painting. It hurts my heart. Oh. Oh. I'm working on Korak, but I, I, I uh, there's so much stuff I got to do before it's fun. It hurts. <laughs> you got like a couple days to do it, man. I know it's not much, and I've got I got a ton of crap to do before then too. <sighs> and I mean, it's not like you have the week off too. You're still working, right? Yeah, and I picked up an overtime shift Tuesday. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> oh. Really did it? Yeah, madman. I mean, well, with Lila working now, I've actually like cut way back on the overtime. It's a beautiful thing. That's nice. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I don't know if she was working. Where's she uh, working at? If you want to disclose that. Uh, so it's this company that sells clothes specifically made for breastfeeding moms, and it's called Latched Mom. Oh. Pretty niche market. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, she gets paid pretty decent money and gets to bring Henry to work. And they just, you know. No oh, way, no. dude. Yeah. Oh, you uh, could not awesome. ask. That is awesome. Yeah, dude. that's the that's life. Yep. Zero childcare costs, which is just perfect. Epic. Yeah, Will, that's coming along quite nicely, sir. Dude, I can't wait to get some Titans. You should get some Titans. It's a hell of a lot of fun. If I make the sergeant's list, okay. Lila's ag- agreed to let me treat myself, so I'm, I'm gonna get something. So when will we, when will we know? <laughs> How often do I tell you treat yourself? <laughs> She's in the room and is talking a lot of shit right now. <laughs> treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. Seriously, how like if you guys knew how often I said, Jared, why don't you treat yourself? <laughs> yeah, he's full of shit. <laughs> now, Allie is the same way. She's a dirty enabler. Yeah, those those three words when they were first spoken on uh, Parks and Rec has completely changed my life forever. Treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so true. Really so true. <laughs> it was like I watched the episode. It's like, why the hell not do I not just treat myself? Do it, right? <laughs> why not? Can't take the money with you. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and that's why I have just a shit ton of stuff in my uh, apartment. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's how yeah. it goes. You, you, you've seen my hobby closet. I have. I have I've, I've added to it now. I've added to your hobby room. But to be fair, you haven't, ad- well, you haven't added to the closet, but there is. That's true. 
like fucking. So Jolly and Steven were over last night. We were like Steven and I are playing Titanicus. And Jolly's just hanging mm-hmm. out, and he's like, "Austin, you have whole Necron sprues in here." I'm like, "I don't fucking know what's in there." Like Jesse dropped <laughs> it, on, like brought it over, and just refused to take it back with him. I don't know, man. <laughs> Although I will have to ask, um, I need two Rhino doors. Two standard Mars pattern rhino doors, and there might be some. I in feel that like pit. there's at least a whole Mars pattern rhino in there. Probably. So, Probably. yeah, man. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to come by sometime. So, yeah. But anyway, I guess. Anyway, yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Remembrancers Retreat, coming to you from the Vengeful Spirit in the break room of the Astropathic Choir, because that's how we send this stuff around. Oh, is that how we do it? I thought we just sent out like warp pigeons. I kind of think. I mean, I was just thinking about on my drive to work or drive here to work to podcast work. Yeah. I don't get paid on your work. drive to the. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't yeah. have a pa- a patron. You don't get paid. No, no. And I was like, well, let's see. How would we send messages? And it has to be through the astropathic choir. And it's pretty detailed for an astropath, but. You know, it's not going to be full use of the astropathic choir on the vengeful spirit. So we just, you know, sneak into the break room every now and then. It's like, dude, check this file out. You mind uh, sending this out? Yeah, and Joe, Joe, the intern's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that. Yeah, sounds good. I really thought we did it by war pigeons. But ah, I mean, that's good, too. Yeah, there's a lot of world building into the into this. <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right, everybody, you heard that. It's canon. We now uh, bribe astropaths to send this out to you. So, mm. but no uh, retconning that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're in the middle of conversation. Ask, you know, getting, uh, God, why can I not speak when I go to do a podcast? Fuck. So, as you've been listening to us, we were just talking about what we've been up to. Got a little bit from Jared, a little bit from Austin. Um, myself, I've just been a. Uh, Airbrushing up some terrain for the Istvan game next week. Uh, helping out Kara with her uh, army, which is coming along really beautifully, by the way. Yeah, man, that's insane for a first army. Like, yeah, her. Man, uh, yeah, she got that metallic purple recipe down, and she's like, "This is how I want to do it." It's like, go for it. It's coming along great. And uh, yeah, yeah. One, <laughs> it's like every time I say I'm going to take a break from the hobby, I just keep, I just get pulled right back in. Yeah, well, you take a break and you end up, I mean, you still do the hobby, right? It's just different aspects of the hobby. True. Yeah, I've got not, I don't really have like a massive project that's underway, you know, currently. Exactly, yeah. So you might be on a break from the hobby of working on Dark Angels, but hey, yeah, you've got a pupil you got to train up so she can True. get her uh, stuff together. <laughs> yeah, and I got a warlord that's, you know, when I feel time, when I feel like it, I'll start paying up a little bit more of that here and there getting around, bought the Titanicus book the other week. So looking yeah, forward to uh, that. Wake and I were talking Titanicus. And so he's actually read the rule book, which I have not. I've just mm-hmm. been painting. Uh, and apparently things like that. I didn't know I was like going to run three banners of three nights, but apparently running them all together as in bigger units is better. Okay. So now I need to reevaluate my life. Yeah. So, so the way it works is the more nights you have in a banner, the better their saves are. Oh, okay. Uh, which is handy, and they all fire their weapons together, so it you know, gives you a little bit more punch all at once. Yeah, uh, and apparently you can still fire your weapons in melee. 
Oh, yeah. So the Ooh. way it works is once you get within two inches of an opponent and you're attacking them, uh, everything is weapon skill. Doesn't matter what sort of you know, fist, volcano cannon, doesn't matter what it is, everything is weapon skill. Uh, which is actually how I managed to pull out a draw with Steven last night. Because uh, we, I started out a warlord and two reavers, and he had two warlords and a reaver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you balance out the port differential, I had a few more stratagems. Uh, which is neat. Like, you know, I was 200 points down, theoretically, but I didn't really feel that way. Uh, but anyway, we blew up a bunch of each other's stuff, and I was left with a beat-up reaver and him with a basically perfectly functioning warlord. So uh, my reaver didn't have any close combat weapons at all. It was sort of a, a thermal cannon, like the big Melta, and uh, the triple lasers and the carapace missiles. And I just sort of ran up to him because my weapon skill is four and his is five. And I was like, well, shit, I'm not like I can't have a, a gunfight with him. I couldn't really. Yeah, no way that's happening, right? Like he was positioned such that if I tried to like go around him, I'd just be in the open and murdered. Uh, so I just got up right next to him and we, you know, finally managed to kill him uh, with like a th- uh, my very last smash attack for the role. Because when you're in close combat for the Titans, in addition to all your weapons, uh, you get like a smash attack, which I guess is you know shoulder barging, kicking, actually beating somebody with your big guns. I don't know. Uh, but that managed to kill his warhound or his warlord. Unfortunately, his warlord had a catastrophic meltdown. And just like all the piles went full nuclear uh, <laughs> and blew up my reaver in the process. But it was a hell of a game. Like, I'm really enjoying nice. it. So it ended with mutually assured destruction on both sides then. Huh? Yeah, everybody died. Everybody died. Fantastic. Uh, so, I mean, aside from that, Jared, what have you been up to, man? You said you're still getting ready for Istvan. Is there, I mean, have you gotten any like reading in or uh, any other hobby related stuff? So I'm working on Korax. I got. 10 of your Iron Hands tacticals to finish painting. They're like 60% done. But then I got to rebase like most of your stuff. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I transferred them from 25 to 32 millimeter bases, which I've got them on the bases. I've got the basing material down. I just got to paint the bases, you know. I uh, forget, I think it was Xandri dust and put some washes and stuff on them. But did you actually rebase them or did you get like the extenders? No, I, I'm rebasing them 100%. I'm not a fan of the base extenders. I, I, know, I don't like the look of them. I know that's just me. But, but are you doing the? Uh, are you doing the same? Uh, I guess base style. The whole Xandri dust thing you said. Yeah, yeah. I saved your uh, your recipe, so I'm, yeah, they're gonna look the same. They're gonna blend in with everything else. Well, very cool, man. Yeah. But uh, other than that, really- how'd you? How did you find that scheme? Was it uh, easy enough to follow with the directions yeah. I put? Yeah, it's very forgiving, and it goes a lot faster than yellow. Yes, that's a good word for it, forgiving. Yes. Honestly, I've just been lazy for the last two weeks. <laughs> it happens. And I started playing Resident Evil 4 again because I like old video games. Ooh. That's the one where you're um, saving the president's daughter, right? Yeah. Stupid plot. It's so. Yeah, weird. yeah. I, I think that was honestly the first Resident Evil I ever played. And, uh, yeah, same here. Had a so, blast. Played. Uh, <laughs> it's an outstanding game. It's still fun. But. It is. Uh, it's sapped up on my hobby time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that do happen. Uh, what is it like? Yeah, I'm a I'm an MMORPG nerd. So uh, <laughs> World of Warcraft came out with a new ex- expansion pack this month, 
maybe it was like middle last month anyways. So I've been playing that off and on. Um, and that's eaten up a good amount of time. But getting this Istvan terrain done, by posting some work in progress is on my Instagram. But uh, it's really cool getting to use molds for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like hot wire cut and just a whole bunch of techniques I've never done. I've never really explored the terrain aspect of my hobby before. Where, uh, where would I go to see your Instagram account? Uh, it is Lancaster underscore painting. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure, Henry. That's it. You got it, man. The best thing is all of Henry's both expressions and noises are just Jared agreeing or being sad or whatever. It's amazing. Yeah. The kid is a tiny clone. Like there is definitely some like genetic modification being done in that household. Like, if you could just make him sound, like, make his voice sound deeper over the mic, Jared, you could leave and just have him on. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> My cat was coming over to check me out, and so he, he loves the animals, so he starts, you know, crawling towards her and making baby noises. Uh, while I was in the bathroom. But, so uh, how much terrain have you got done with the... Oh, uh, oh, gosh, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine pieces and that's it that's all the terrain that's going to be on the istvan board is nine pieces on a big ass system on board so it's, it's gonna get dirty y'all you know what i mean it's gonna mm-hmm. be rough but some a lot of them are good size pieces lots of good uh folk gonna die oh no they're huge line of sight blocking pieces yeah. the, some some of these pieces are nearly two feet wide mm-hmm. Yeah. And which is perfect because they they can scale pretty well for Olympus Titanicus, boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like doing the molds and everything like that, working with plaster. I've never done that kind of stuff before. Thought it was going to be a huge mess, and it's actually. I mean, it is messy. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Nowhere near as uh, bad though. Yeah, yeah. And there's no smell like with resin or anything like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Once you get once you get it down to where you know exactly how much to fill up. And everything, and you don't have this massive bit of excess over in your mold. Yeah, exactly. It, it starts to work out okay. Uh, but yeah, me and Patty, and it's a, and it's an activity with the hobby that Patty can actually partake in, which is awesome. Because she comes over, you know, she's three, and she's like, "Can we make rocks, Dad?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, we can totally make some rocks. That sounds awesome. Let's do it." <laughs> awesome. So we'll just craft up some rocks real quick, and she's like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> rocks that I can make." So, like, how much experience have you had making, like, this sort of stuff before? Never. Like, I know you hadn't used the, the wire cutter before. Not, never scratch-built terrain before? Uh, I'd never used the wire cover, never scratch-built terrain before. Always seen it done and wanted to do it, and I figured what way to do it other than just to dive into it and do it, you know? Yep. Nothing to it but to do it. And yep. uh, and I like what you did. Like, you had these giant pieces of, uh, of foam, and you're coating them up with uh, plaster. Right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm I might get with you and figure out how to do because I have a whole shit ton of foam cutout rocks and stuff that I did myself back when um we did the Williamsburg muster and looking as like I look at man, it's really rough looking. So I might uh, do what you did and coat it up with plaster and stuff. So I might pick your brain a little bit on that. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm doing like a multi so obviously you can mix in like a wood filler or or like a like a spackle sort of stuff okay. with sand and do that. But I've got stuff. I got popcorn 
spackle. So it's already got texture and that kind of those rocks in there. Nice. Um, and then, then I apply a nice heap over top of the, the terrain. Mm-hmm. But I get into all the nooks and crannies. And then I take a wet sponge and I sponge that over it to kind okay. of soften the hills that, because you know, I mean, anytime you touch it, it's sticky. It's going to come up and make that weird, like, sure. Um, uh, uh, stalagmite looking thing. Right. Stalagmites are the ones that come up, whichever the ones that come up from the bottom. You know what I mean? The little spikes that form in the bottom. The stalagmites, because stalactites are holding tight to the ceiling. Oh, okay. So, yeah. If you're working with, that's pretty solid. I've been to uh, Luray Caverns way too fucking much. <laughs> yeah, listeners, there you go. Stalactites hold tight to the ceiling. Stalagmites might make you fall. Never uh, also a sign. What? Well, what? <laughs> yes, the lag bites might make you fall if you trip over them. Oh, okay. Or you might fall if you let loose of them. Now we're all confused. Never say you uh, you never learned anything from the Remembrancers Retreat, folks. Great job. Great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than fluff. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we here, we're multi-diverse in an educational system. Um, so we, I did that, right. Then you take the wet sponge over it to get rid of the stalagmites mm-hmm. that form from touching sticky stuff like that. Um, and then take the texture spray paint, uh, and then spray that in random patterns to get random variations of grit on there, but there's no actual okay. sand or any material that could come loose on it. Neat. I wanted these as durable as possible. Now, yeah, now I'm the this, thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. That spackle, when you put a good heaping on, it will start to crack. So you have to go back in and do filling after it and touch it up. Okay. But if that's the biggest thing, and okay, they're heavy as fuck. All right. That's all another thing. Yeah. Um, that could, so that could be worse. During that could games, be worse you don't have to worry about them falling over like some of the other terrain you might Or knocking with, them a know? few inches here and there by accident. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if anything, if you hit your model with it, you'll probably damage your model before you damage the terrain. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, looking forward to refinishing up my old terrain there. Because look, looking for, I'm going to try, going to try to do the muster again next year. So we'll we'll see. Try to, up, try to upgrade stuff up a bit. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Definitely. I still, if it's still in the same time frame, I won't be able to make it, but mm-hmm. still help any way I can. I appreciate it. You know, I'll, I'll swing by sometime this week, and so I can actually see all these techniques at hand and give you a hand to finish this up. Yeah, where did oh, yeah, you definitely. get the uh, the cutter, by the way? Because I bought one that's just like a single, like a thicker like rod, a stick thing, like a sword. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like that, it doesn't cut like just the big swaths as easy no. as the one you had. Um, so some of you really hobbyists out there may be familiar with the guy who goes by the Terrain Tutor on YouTube. I've been watching his videos in preparation for this for a while, getting like ideas mm-hmm. and basic how tos down. I watched all of his like basics on gluing like he's got this amazing series on how to basics right uh or how to terrain build basics and it is like a whole basic training course on if you've never worked with this stuff before anyways long story short he shows you he's got a whole series on hot wire cutters and it's like 30 minutes where he goes in details and he shows off different wire cutters he shows the sticks he shows the stations which are kind of like paper cutters but they're hot wire cutters right yeah, uh, they're like giant blocks, and and then he, there's also ones that look like sewing machines that have lines that run vertically, and you can, you know, move your terrain around like that. Then he showed off this one, which is like a U shape with a wire between there, and you can put different thicknesses of wires. So you can put like I use the thin wire, but you can also use the heavier wire, 
Yeah. And the heavier wire is nice because you can mold that wire. And if you wanted to create waves or a walking path cut into something or like a ditch or something like that, that's where those are because you can, you know, mold them into a U shape. But that U is really nice because you can tighten it and loosen it as you need to, to, to get different shapes out of it. I gotcha. Like Austin, I had just a single handle with a rod sticking out and it was a thicker gauge than what you had earlier. And yeah, it does not cut near as clean as yours does. And yeah. Mine's also leaving like a silk kind of sort of stuff. Yes. Yes. Exact same thing. And so it's like, eh, we got to your place and started cutting with that thing. I was like, Oh, this is, this is nice. This is what it's meant to be like. Yeah. Where'd you pick that up from? Uh, I think Amazon, man. Just yeah, I'll yeah. get the link and I'll I'll post it here. Maybe we can share it up on the uh, Remembrance Retreat site. One second. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, then what was it? Oh yeah, this week also I did Armies on Parade. Yeah, that was good. Um, and uh, and how'd that go for you? What What'd you have first off? What'd you bring? I brought uh, the entire project I've been working on for the past ten months, the uh, Shattered Legion project. So I had. Knights, Raven Guard, Mech, Iron Hands were the centerpiece, of course. Uh, and they were all on a single table. And it, I mean, the whole thing was really cool for me because to see everything based up the exact same, even though they all had different iconography, they all shared like the same bases. And the mech units still had a little bit of icons for Iron Hands to represent, the, you know, they were um, not subservient, but, you know allied with the the iron hands and uh, the night house was a night house that actually was founded by ferris manis or no but not the night house itself but the world and the forge world was set up by ferris manis so you know it was just really cool to see the whole theme and idea of this project come to fruition and the final display of everything and it's about eight thousand points worth of models there yeah um it's pretty impressive but the board was was lacking, I felt. But the competition was... Let's not talk uh, about the competition. How'd you do? Yeah, uh, I did well. I took gold. I won best painted, best theme, uh, best monsters and machines, and best 40k overall. So literally everything but the Age of Sigmar yes. section. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure if you put a wood elf in there... You- you could have picked that up as well. Oh yeah, just one all your stuff is fucking like, gorgeous. Now it's Age of yeah. Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? These are all Sigmarines. But no, it was a lot of fun, and the the community, of course, was great. Our community at the Warhammer store is a lot more Age of Sigmar focused. So I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah I've only is... ever seen Age of Sigmar getting played in there. I mean, there well, are, there's a I couple of kids. There's a couple of like, guys, but yeah. for the most part, there's a couple of junior high kids who play, uh, or maybe high schoolers. They they play uh, 40k, but most of the 40k is much more competitive. I feel than Age of Sigmar in the local Richmond area. So they'll go yeah. to uh, battlegrounds where they're allowed to be competitive. Whereas you know, Age of Sigmar can be kind of chill and still have fun. Mm-hmm. But um, also a big restriction with. A 40k being played at that store is the point limit. Like there's a 1200 point cap. Really? Or 1250. Well, I guess everything's on a four by four table. Exactly. And she's only got three tables. So she's got to rotate players in and out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, while I was there, I couldn't resist it. I bought another box of wardens. So now I have 20 more custodians on foot 
Just fucking sitting here, guys. I have a problem, okay? I need help. And I've got five more for you sitting on my gaming <laughs> table right no, now. It's so rough, man. That's right. Yeah, you do, don't you? Okay, cool. Yeah, don't don't feel bad. I was worried bad. where I was going to get more from, but whoo! All right, I, I got. Don't feel bad, uh, and I can say this because my fiance is not in the room right now. But not only do I have a completely unpainted Warmaster army uh, sitting in my painting cabinet. Uh, I will have arriving tomorrow about 5,000 points worth of Epic Eldar. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> to go on with uh, the Titanicus stuff that I'm doing and uh, other projects. Other projects. Yeah. Great, great secret projects. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm super impressed with how well Titanicus 8mm scales with infantry and, and smaller vehicles. Mm-hmm. of the current epic. Yeah. Like um, stuff from Australia and that, you know? Yeah, uh, well, those are true 6mm, more or less. Uh, as true as any of the the actual GW epic stuff is. And it it does make me wonder when GW invariably brings out like actual Legion stuff. You know, they, they might, like, God forbid, they might not do Legionnaires at the end of the day. Uh, the fact that they picked eight millimeters specifically because they could do legionnaires, where you could like you know tell Mark three from Mark four, uh, makes me think that there'll be infantry eventually. But even if they don't do that, like all the epic infantry is perfectly scaled for all of this, like all of it. Uh, the tanks they look, you know, I, I've had a couple of different marks of the old epic land raiders next to the knights, and like I've seen pictures of the scale, you know. 40k knight, 40k land raider, and all of it looks perfectly in scale. Uh, so I don't think you'll have any problem. You know, if you have a Titanicus army and we're thinking about getting some epic stuff, look cool on the base. Go to eBay and get you some because it will, and it, it it really makes it like it makes the scale pop better. It brings the scale out, right? Yeah, it makes it look like it's a massive machine. Then, yeah, like all of mine have a uh, poor poor mortal infantry running around the base and. They're about half the size of my Reaver's toe, and it's amazing. Um, what else? What else? Oh, oh yeah. So, uh, what is it? Um, I think it's not Spellcrow. Uh, Bits of War. Who's that? Chromek? Yeah. Chromek. Anyways, I bought a bunch of... So, I want to I wanna touch back on my Custodes, right? And in my first generation of Custodes, I had all shield dudes with uh, swords because I wanted them mm-hmm. to be able to stay on objectives, right? Because sure. I knew that's where our custodes were going to fault was objectives. So I was like, I got to make the dudes that do hold objectives last. So the problem I was faced was anything, really, that wasn't because, I mean, those swords are user strength, AP3. Uh, but this time I went to Chromec and I got a fuck ton of power fists. That are oh damn! Custode scale, so and some really? lightning claws too. So I'll be putting those on the dudes. Uh, I got a bunch of left-handed and right-handed ones because I'd be curious to see that because I know yeah. a lot of people use the uh, the Blood Angel Sanguinary uh, Sanguinary Guard Solarite. Exactly, I got tired of seeing that one. They they look pretty good, so I'm I'm curious to see how the Chromic ones because I don't think I've seen those before. Yeah, they are. Like called vibro talons or something else. <laughs> Anyways, 
they look super cool. I'll try them out. If nothing else, cool. I know they'll fit on Legionaries. There you go. But they should fit on the uh, Custodes as well. But then, yeah, I'm going to have a bunch of Strength 10 AP1 punching robots in the dick. Uh, sounds so painful. But, uh, yeah, that's just me. I mean, what else we got? Oh, I see Robbie's here. Is, is Robbie able to talk? Robbie! What's up? It's Robbie! What y'all doing? Well, you know, just chilling. I'm about to take a drink of some uh, bourbon. It's, uh, by the way, apple cider season, folks. And uh, get yourself some crack and rum. Get yourself some apple cider. And if you're feeling super fancy, take a little bit of maraschino cherry syrup. Just dump that in there because I'm a gross individual. And uh, it's really good. I'm, I'm not going to lie. After Nova, I've become somewhat like I've become a fan of port. It's my, mm. my new gentleman's drink of choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect, respect. I'm actually working on a Sam Adams Oktoberfest right now. It's a seasonal beer. And when it comes to favorite beers, Sam Adams has my ticket. <laughs> they are a little bit bigger than a microbrewery, but not so big that they're too big for their own britches, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I've got a different kind of brew going on. I'm just drinking the coffee, you know, trying to keep the caffeine. Yeah, hey, hey, you're trying to be, like, healthy and, like, in shape over there. Like, quit shaming me. I'm not shaming anybody. <laughs> but I, coffee at eight thirty. There's there's something wrong. Uh, <laughs> you don't live my life. You don't live this life of mine. So what have you been up to, Robbie? Titanicus. Oh, oh my yeah. god. All the Titanicus. I've been like uh, converting uh, weapons all day. So I just finished up a, a more equate cannon for my warlord, which is Ooh, baby. Oh my god! I'm so happy. I've got like I took the uh, Gatling blaster off from the Reaver, and I chopped that up. I mean, like when I say I chopped it up, I was I made like bullet casings out of the barrel, kind of chopped up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've got like a quake cannon. I use like a pin tube to like, give it a nice girthy cannon that matched the size of the volcano cannon. And then I've got like you know a good like ammo box, and then like a whole. Uh, belt of ammo coming out the side of it so it, it's pretty good it looks pretty intimidating i can't wait to play with it okay so real quick give me a rundown what is a quake cannon is that the kind of thing like i think in 28 millimeter there are some cannons that are like in medusas or whatever but you can't take cover saves against them in that right okay so so what a what a what a quake cannon is so usually they're mounted on like vein blades and stuff, and they actually have like uh, when they blow up a planet, uh, like the Mechanicum will go in, and right as like the planet is dying, it harvests some of that the the death woes of like the dying planet. So it's like all of its gravity well, and just you know all the sci-fi magic of it, and they put it in a shell, and then you know. It's like a long range. It shoots pretty far, and then it just devastating. There's like earthquakes. It removes earth. It's pretty nasty. It's pretty cool. Oh my god, dude! Some yeah. real fucking sci-fi magic stuff right there. I know. Like, how do you harvest the dying planet? I don't know. We put it in a shotgun shell, and we put it on a warlord. <laughs> <and we shoot. laughs> so, what are we talking about tonight, then? Black shields. What's that? Black shields. I've, what did Jared uh, say? I didn't hear. I didn't catch it either. Black shields? Am I talking? Black shields? shields. Oh, black shields. Okay. 
all I kept hearing was shields. I was like, okay, let's talk about storm shields then. A Ow. whole episode on storm that shields. It is an entertaining topic, and I have much to say. Cool. The best thing I like about storm shields is the invol it gives you. All right, great segment. Hey, guys, that's been the Remembrances Retreat. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. I hate all of you. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Cheers. All right, but Black Shield. So what exactly are we talking about with Black Shield? Oh, what? Robbie, you got something? Oh, I was just going to plug Storm Shields, but it's okay. Oh, no. Yeah, guys, uh, if you can, uh, put Storm Shields on your characters and any other models you can. What do we talk about Black Shields, Jared? In the PSA. A PSA. All right. I'm listening. You have my attention, but now you have my curiosity. Well, you're terrible. <laughs> All week, I've kind of had a bug up my butt for building lists with black shields. Um, and I noticed at Nova, you know, we had, what, 35, 40, 30K players, and only the redoubtable Manny Koltakis actually brought black shields, which I thought was nuts. Yeah, I think he was one of maybe two. I think he was the only black shield, wasn't he? No, no, there was only definitely one. another black shield, dude. I... Because he had uh, taken a 48 millimeter, he'd taken a 48 millimeter uh, A10 Warthog and converted it up with some sci-fi bits. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like saw- a uh, yeah. Avenger Strike Fighter or something like that, some sort uh-huh. of air asset. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there were two two Black Shield players, which still is not sufficient for how cool they could be. So, uh, so you think that what there should be more Black Shields? I I, I think there should be more Black Shield players. Um, I think part of the thing that's keeping people from doing them, and certainly the thing that's kept me from getting into them more, is just how kind of clunky their their list building is and, and figuring out how to... It's just very, very different from a normal Astartes list and figuring out how to get the most out of a list and make an effective force, you know, is not readily apparent if you just skim over the, the rules. So um, what I did... Okay, we could definitely go into this. I'm I'm on this because I'll, I'll I'll counterpoint you here, and I'll say that the black shields have too many options, and that's why people can't write lists is because they don't know what to choose. There's just so much available to them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like, how do you break this down? How do you go in in one direction when there's so many different things? No, I agree. There is okay. Yeah, let's let's follow this. Let's go down this rabbit hole, Jared. Let's go. I went through each wrought by war. You know the. Uh, for those that don't know Black Shields, that's their version of a right of war. They can't take rights of wars. They take a specific set of rules that corresponds to their individual army's fluff. Um, so I went through all four wrought by war options and wrote kind of a sample list that would be, you know, somewhat effective, but also fluffy and cool and fun to use. So uh, you all want to go through? All these lists, are they all... Um... Black Seat Shield, like, uni? Or do they have, like, any allied attachments? They're all just focusing on Black Shields, correct? Well, every single one of these is 100% Black Shields, no allied detachments, no agents of the Emperor or War Master. Because I know, I know some people will try to finagle their Black Shield list by adding in other things, but then I feel it's not like... I, I want 150-proof Black Shield, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't think you need to stick anything else in to make it a viable list or to make it effective. I think they're, they stand on their own. Well, I know from personal experience that they do stand on their own, but many other people may not. So let's go into it, Jared. You and I, I think, have both 
bl- played Black Shield Army. So, so uh, we're pretty efficient at talking about them. Oh yes. So uh, first one, we'll start with the uh, Death Seekers wrought by war, and these are basically the guys that have said, you know, the universe sucks, everything's terrible, we just want to die in battle. So right. So they basically these guys millennials. Are suicide, suicide. Yeah, <laughs> millennials. <laughs> uh, suicide by war. Okay. <laughs> So they have the inured to pain rule, which they get six up, feel no pain, and they do not take pinning tests or morale checks as a result of shooting attacks. So they can just run and run and and don't suffer morale checks from that. We want to be iron warriors. Essentially, yes. Uh, And the lure of battle, which means they may not voluntarily fail a morale check and must pass a leadership test in order to end the movement phase further from a visible enemy model than they were at the beginning of the phase. So they basically have to move towards an enemy unit that they can see. Um, so these I feel like that's a huge, like, down detriment. Yeah, a huge yeah. debuff, right? I mean, yeah. if you're like, all right, well, I'm going to put this big-ass squad of Terminators in front of your little boys there, and you got to come towards me. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know... Not to mention you can't really hold objectives, right? Yes. Exactly. You've got to uh, pass a leadership test to hold objectives. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, let's continue. That's a, that's a pretty big debuff. What others do they have? The, the, just those two. Um, okay, gotcha. So gotcha. That in mind, and, and I think we just went over it, this is definitely my least favorite of the Rot by War choices. I don't think it's that strong. I think it, you know, you're kind of handicapping yourself with some of the options, and none of these make you fight any better. Uh, I mean, six up, feel no pain. I mean, that's, that's okay, but it's not amazing. Um, but I made a list that at least is, you know, could be competitive and, and would use their rules to the best effect. Um, and you know, one cool thing I noticed about Black Shields is you don't have to have a Master of the Legion. You don't have to have a, a Reaver Lord. You can take you know basically any HQ option as your Warlord, and that's okay. But they do have that thing. Can they only take one type of a console? Correct. Like they can't take multiple chaplains or something like that, and they are limited to what consoles they can take. Is that correct? Yes. Um, certain ones can't take a chaplain, but specifically they can only take one console type. So you can have, you know, chaplain, forge lord, more attack, whatever. But you can't have more than one, which kind of sucks. But gotcha. So you like you could take a chaplain and then a reaver lord, and yeah. then a regular centurion. Or nothing says you can't take multiple reaver lords, right? Or are they Correct. limited on that yeah. too? No, no, there's not. Yeah, so you could take a chaplain and then two Reaver Lords. That's yeah. not a bad idea. Um, so the Death Seekers list, um, I wrote it with a uh, Siege Breaker as your mandatory HQ on a jet bike. Um, three 20-man Marauder squads. And mm-hmm. the uh, Marauder squads are cool because you can take a Chain Axe for free, which is awesome. So you automatically, you know, that's a huge buff just in the fact that you're swinging at Strength 5. AP four, right. The only caveat is they have to be modeled with it. Yeah, it's as modeled. So if they're as modeled with be. a, they're modeled yeah. with a, a power weapon, or not a power weapon, but a con- combat weapon. Well, that's what they're using as a combat weapon. So make sure you're sure. modeling them right, because rules as written, dudes. Go on Forge World. Go on uh, Anvil Industry. Go on Cromlech. Get you some chain axes. Make you some Marauders. Um, so you have sixty of these Marauders. Go yeah. on. You know, my thought, these guys are, you know, death is cheap. They, you know, they just want to die. So I, I, I made them as cheap as possible. Uh, just chain axes, 
uh, 20 shotguns, power fist on the sergeant, and uh, melter bombs. Super basic, cheap as possible. That's 345 points per squad. Um, just, you know, get them in there. If they die, they die. Um, and the reason you're doing shotguns is they're only a point apiece, aren't they? Yes, they are one point apiece, and... You get if, an extra shot versus uh, your bolt pistol. Yes. And if you give them a pariah power armor, they can, which is free, you can move, then run, and then fire snapshots at the end of the phase. Which oh, is cool. wow. It's not too bad. Uh, yeah, that, that's a, a decent little, little option. And their assault, you know, it's not, they're, they're cheap. They're just a, a decent uh, choice there. Then uh, included two uh, support squads, just your basic tactical support squad. 10 mans with the extra uh, close combat weapons and Volkite chargers. Um, again, because you got pariah power armor, so you can move, run, and you got that's 40 shots right there. Um, then, yeah, and with Volkite now being a free thing in the past couple of months since that uh, came out, yeah, that's not a bad gig, you know? Those are dirt cheap squads, they're 200 points. Yeah. For, you know, 20 shots a piece. It's not bad. Um, then in the elite squad, elite slot, uh, three Cordis dreadnoughts with each one having two assault cannons and a havoc launcher. It's five hundred forty forty points, and that is just to basically spray out bullets until your guys can get close enough to actually do something. Um, you know, but they're moving up just like the rest of the army is. Like you can already tell that this is a definite like in your face. I turn two. Even without jump packs, you're probably going to be within charge range. You know what I mean? And that's I think that's a common thing with the black sh- with black shield armies is they need to be mobile, they need to be hard hitting, they need to be fast in your face. You know, these aren't guys that are going to win a war by attrition. They they don't have a lot of resources. They have to move fast, get up on you, and then kill you or die. Yeah, that was, that was one of the things that you know uh, turned me off of black shields as well as you know first time I read through it. They had a lot of restrictions on things they're they're just not even allowed to have, you know, like drop pods and tactical squads, and like they've got their own unit entries. So I think it's really cool uh, that what they're like what Marauder squads is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's like the coolest thing that Black Shields have for them is like they just have like their line guys are just completely different. Yeah, a Marauder in. You know, with most rot by wars, a marauder is going to do a lot better than attack marine, um, just in terms of. Well, I mean, what they—they're already the same stat line across, except yeah. for the marauder has two attacks base versus uh, one, um, and then the chain axe for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think a marauder is going to beat out a tactical squad or a tactical marine any day. Yeah, they get—they'll uh, get four attacks on the charge. I mean, that's—that's that's nothing to laugh at. Strength five, you're gonna wound with most of those. Um, so yeah, they're no joke in close combat. Um, yeah, because what um, what is it? A tactical marine has to pay two points to get an extra attack. Yes. Whereas, so yeah, uh, what is it? Two combat points. weapons are two points. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, rounding out the list, uh, the heavy support squad, nothing in fast attack. Uh, heavy support would be uh, three vindicator tanks with uh, machine spirit and dozer blades. Again, just moving up, moving up, moving up. You know, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what the vehicle was. All I heard was machine spear and dozer blade. Uh, Vindicator tanks. Anks? Vindicator tanks. Oh, yes, gotcha. Perfect. 
Yeah, that uh, way they're moving up close. You know, yeah. those things moving 12 inches and uh, still firing with the machine spirit. Pretty solid. I completely agree. I like this a lot. It feels a lot like a world eatery army. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, the last unit in there is a Sky Slayer squadron with uh, multi melters. So if you pair the Siege Breaker, who's on a jet bike, with the Sky Slayer squadron, all their multi melters get tank hunter. Not a bad little uh, anti-armor thing. So what's your plan? Then you deep strike them yeah. behind armor on rear and then tank hunt it down with Melta? Yep. You know, put them where they're, they're going to be, you know, exactly where they, your opponent doesn't want them. You know, take something out and just keep moving. Um, yeah, not a bad get. I like that. So, I mean, yeah, that's... So how many know, points is this less than we're talking? 3,000? Yeah, 3,000. This actually, I, I literally just realized going through these rules, I realized I stuck in an extra console in there, and then that was illegal. So I, there's an extra 150 points in there because I'd written in a more. Well, there you go. That's like a whole other five-man Marauder squad you can have. Yeah, yeah. objective. You could stick a uh, Medusa with Vosfax in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not bad, man. All right, I uh, like it a lot. Um, it definitely is an in-your-face army, and if you are an in-your-face army kind of guy, uh, and you don't want to be playing traitors uh, as like a world leader's army, or you hate white, this might not be a bad way to go. You know, definitely a list like yeah. this wouldn't be bad. And definitely, I mean, the great thing about Black Shield is painting it however you want. So if you can't stand painting white and you want to do like a, a red sort of uh, uh, red or cream army or whatever, man, you know, uh, yeah. you do you, man. Literally pick whatever option yeah. you want. Exactly. Plus, you're playing. Plus, you're playing a pirate space marine game. So, yeah, you know, itches. There's that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, all right. So, what's the next listen? What's the next rock by war we're doing? Next one is orphans of war. So we covered the uh, emo black shields. Now we have the punk rock black shields. These guys have basically <laughs> yeah. All you know, the emperor sucks. The war master sucks. We don't want any authority. We're we're tired of of you know. All these, you know, yeah, over- we don't need no education, basically, exactly. right? You're not my real dad, Emperor. So, uh, these guys have, have, you know, they're the anarchists of the 30k universe, and they are awesome. Uh, so, are these your favorite? It, it's up there. I don't know. Honestly, like, it might be a three way personal bias control. here. All right, all right, listeners, personal bias from Jared coming out. All right, I really, I, di- I do, I dig these guys, they're cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, so. They start first rule, uh, non-character models with this special rule. When within six inches of another unit of at least five friendly models with the Legion of Sestardes Black Shield special rule, this unit gains plus one leadership to a maximum of ten and can re-roll, fail to hit rolls of one during the shooting phase and assault phase. They may not, however, benefit from the leadership value of other models, and if they fail a morale check in the assault phase, D3 models from this unit are removed as casualties in addition to the other effects. So... These guys get a buff for being close together. Um, it basically amount, amounts to preferred enemy um, when you get down to it, just without the extra, uh, uh, you know, to wound roll. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But they're, so you guys, by bunching together. Minus D3, let's talk about that. That's yeah. rough, man, right? But your base squads, if they get a check, are now leadership 10, assuming, you know, a, a sergeant is alive. Okay, yeah. Most so if you do fail that, that's pretty... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It balances out. 
Do, Mar- do Marauders get Vexillas or anything? Any chance no. of rerolling that? No, no that's right. No. They don't. Yeah. yeah, that was always my fear. With Black Shield rules, is you get so little that boosts your leadership. You basically have what you have, and if you roll crappy on your leadership, you you just you did. It sucks. Okay. Um, Nasty. So, yeah, yeah. Next is uh, character models with a special rule: gain preferred enemy character. So your sergeant now has preferred enemy against all characters, not independent characters, just characters. So that enemy tax squad with the sergeant still alive in there. Now your sergeant has preferred enemy against that squad and is conferring it to the squad he's in. Wow. So, so they legit have preferred enemy as long as there's an enemy character yeah. and they got a character. That's awesome, dude. You're going to have preferred enemy like 90. You can't, you can't snub your nose at that. That's pretty solid. Yes. Oh, question. Is this, is this the rot by war that Indrik Har is? No. He's got. He doesn't really have a rot by war. He has his own set of rules, and just I thought work. he did. I thought he did have a set rot by war. Yeah. Um. The Nemian Reaver does. Oh, he, okay. Um. Her, her is kind of his own little thing. Um. But the last rule for them, and I love this rule, is no gods, no masters. Which, if you listen to British punk rock metal, as I sometimes do, that is a reference from the band Amoebics, who are the super cool. British punk band that were wildly influential and I met their bassist and he made a sword for me. But that's a different story. What the fuck life do you live, Jared? <laughs> Where somebody, you meet a band member and he's like, hey, what's up? Yeah, let me make you a fucking sword. He's a swordsmith in the Highlands of Scotland and I uh, visited him in 2008 and he made a sword for me in 2010 and it was my graduation present. God and damn, dude. Amazing. Like four feet away from me and it's super awesome. We're talking about like a steel like sword sword like chop a man in half no, no like a blow like a balloon sword like a like a balloon animal sword yeah a balloon animal sword oh, okay see that's that's believable i believe that sword. Okay. <laughs> it is glorious but anyways so the no gods no masters rule uh black shield detachments with this special rule cannot include chaplain consoles, agents in the Imperium, or agents of the Warmaster, and cannot ally with other space marine detachments, which does so or contains a Primarch. So, any big authority figure, these guys don't want anything to do with. Your knight errant, your knight, your agent of the Warmaster, anything that's, you know, a big big individual guy, they just, screw you. We don't, we don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Go home. I've got my own life to live. Exactly. So, uh, the list I wrote up here Starting with a fully kitted out Reaver Lord, which, you know, to the uninitiated, Reaver Lords are expensive as all hell. This guy with a jump oh, pack. Dude, yeah. If I remember, mine was like 300, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That, that sounds about right. Um, but they can get a three up envelope. They can take rad grenades. Uh, they've got a lot of cool stuff they can do. Um, yeah, I think mine had, I want to say, eight attacks on the charge with a strength eight AP3 weapon. Yeah, they are brutal. Uh, mine, I wrote up, is uh, 255 points, and he's got a jump pack. Um, the second HQ is a Chaplain Paragon Blade Power Fist, because, again, I want somebody who can swing an initiative with an AP2 weapon. So stick a Chaplain in there, and because you know nobody takes Chaplains. It's a cool choice. Again, with a, a jump pack. Um, go into the, your troop slots here. I have two 20-man assault squats. All with melter bombs, uh, 
four power weapons, a power fist on the sergeant, and a combat shield on the sergeant. So these guys, you know, obviously just power forward, you know, as much as you can. They're they're going going right, right into it, making the most of the uh, preferred enemy rule, getting in there. Um, then the last troop slot would be a ten uh, man marauder squad with two melted guns and seven las cutters and a melted bomb on the sergeant. And these guys would be inside a dreadclaw drop. Wait, wait, wait! Did you just say las cutters? I did. That thing nobody ever takes. Yes. So. Fun fact, the Marauder Squad, everyone can take a last cutter if you so choose. I think there's seven points each. Um, they can take, I feel like, every weapon that can be mounted onto light infantrymen. Just about. They are definitely, without a doubt, the most customizable unit in 30k. They're literally from 5 to 20 models and have just about every single stinking weapon option available. Um, but these guys, you know, if you're facing a Felblade, if you're facing... You know, something that's big and scary that you need to kill, but it's sitting in the backfield. These guys can deep strike turn one, get a charge off turn two, and they're going to hurt it because they've got, you know, a bunch of strength nine attacks. They're going to die against infantry, but <laughs> ideally they could hurt a vehicle. Um, then in the uh, elite squat, I've got uh, two apothecaries with jump packs and power swords. So going with the assault squads, again, just you know, laying on attacks. And then a tech marine with four servitors, and he's got rad grenades. So the servitors can take missile launchers, and if the tech marine has rad grenades, they can take rad missiles. So we got four uh, AP3 Fleshbane templates, uh, blast templates that you're putting out. And then with the tech marine, if there's a sergeant in your target, you got preferred enemy, so you're rerolling those ones on a Fleshbane, which is a you know pretty good covering fire, all things considered. Then uh, on your heavy support squat, got a uh, Sicker Venator with uh, last cannon sponsors and a multi melta. So get some anti armor in there. Um, a ten man Volkite Culvern squad. Uh, these guys specifically making use of that preferred enemy rule again. They're going to do a ton of damage and you know provide a lot of covering fire for your assault squads as they're running forward. And then. Uh, the last one is a Malkador tank with a fully kitted out demolisher cannon, flare shield, armored samurai, all the good stuff. Um, so again, you got a rapidly moving army. Your assault squads are going to be moving 12 inches in the moving in the movement phase, and then your Malkador can keep right up with them. Uh, you know, going 12 inches as well. Yeah, that's that's a whole new spin. I'd never considered uh, like that amount of jump infantry in a black shields unit before, but yeah. Assault Marines are compulsory troops. Yep. Uh, and Marauders do not have to take up your compulsory. So that is definitely viable. Dude. And, and again, it's a, you know, I like the Black Shield aesthetic because it's just, you know, they're, they're pirates. So, you know, yeah, you steal a Malkador tank, eh, they can use that. You know, it's, it's such a yeah. hodgepodge of units. It doesn't have to be some, you know, this is the, the highly tuned force I have. No, this is what we have. This is what we're going to use. You know, your theme can be, ad hoc units plus let's sidetrack for a second and talk about how that is great for modeling and use manny as an example again because he for every one of his vehicles and units has a different paint scheme and even within units dudes themselves will have distinguishable armor colors from other dudes in their units like they really are ramshackled from other armies like some dudes will have like ultramarine shoulder pieces and world eater torsos and that kind of stuff all just 
cobbled together from different battles they've fought. Which is completely supported by the fluff. Uh, that is, he is absolutely 100% doing the, the correct. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah, I completely agree. And that, that's what I'm saying is, yeah. with a force of hodgepodge, like, that's what I love to see is it's an excellent uh, modeling opportunity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these guys, again, with the hard hitting, going in strong, making the most of that preferred enemy. And these guys are, yeah, they might fail some morale checks, but they're, they're brave. You know, they're, I like the, you know, the, the only people they trust is the guy next to them. They're very, you know, tightly knit, but they, they hate everybody. It's a, it's a cool, fluffy set of rules. I, I really, yeah, definitely. Uh, so the next brought by war, uh, these guys are space pirates. These are outlanders. Um, they're basically the dudes who've been, you know, reaving out in the void. They're, you know, live by the spaceship. That's, you know, they specialize in void warfare. Um, these were some of my favorites. Uh, this was an alternate to my, my list started out as outlanders. Yeah. But, uh, these guys in particular have a weird way of, of list writing. Cause there's a lot of little things you have to take into consideration. So let's get into it. Uh, void reavers. Before the game begins, up to half the detachment's infantry units without a dedicated transport may be given the deep strike special rule and interplay via reserve. However, should a deep strike mishap be suffered, the unit loses D3 casualties as a result of any other effects. So, Which, let me tell you something, guys. Uh, I'm sorry, Jared, go ahead, and then I'll tell my story, yeah. <laughs> um, unsanctioned weaponry. So these guys have been out in, in the void for so long, they've, they've picked up alien... Uh, you know, technology and, you know, all sorts of weird weaponry. Um, any model with a special rule in the detachment with access to a combi bolter can take a Xenos Deathlock for eight points. If you've already got a combi bolter, you can take one for three points. And any character can take rad grenades for 10 points. And that is huge. I love rad grenades. They're like my favorite piece of war gear. Uh, and the last one, this one is brutal, seriously. Uh, the Shadow of Oblivion. Make a note of how many units are in your army at the start of the game with the Black Shields rule. Once half of these units have been destroyed or are falling back, this, unit, this rule takes effect. At the beginning of every subsequent game turn, the controller player must make a leadership test for each unit with this special rule remaining. If it fails, the unit's removed. Yeah, so, it's a brutal debuff. Yeah, that's, that's just me. <laughs> you know, that 20 that man squad, if you fail the morale check on them, they're gone, they're just dead. Bye. Yeah, uh, it's it sucks, dude. When a single fucking box dread shoots a couple dudes, and then they're like, "Oh, well, you know, hey, let's dip. We gotta go." Oh, dude, brother Ezekiel, I left the fucking oven on. Okay, we gotta go. Let's get the fuck out of here, bro. Toaster's burning. Uh, but that deep strike mishap thing also fucked me. I had a squad of breachers come in, deep strike mishap. And they, you know, hurt themselves coming in, took D3 wounds, uh, turn two, they come on, or not, what was it, turn three, then I tried again, and they mistapped again. Uh, it was rough. I took more casualties to deep strike mishaps than anything else. Uh, yeah, these guys, you know, it's, it's super swingy. They're very powerful. They've got a lot of cool access to cool war gear and stuff. But man, if you go down, you go down hard. Um, so the list I wrote for these guys, and again, these guys were tough to write a list for because remember with the void reavers rule, it says if, you know, any units without a dedicated transport. So 
if you bought a dedicated transport for a squad, they don't count to that total. So you got to be careful with your list building. Um, started this list with the Nemian Reaver because he is super damn cool. Uh, for those of you who haven't read him, he's basically a beat stick praetor. He has Fearless and Eternal Warrior. He is Toughness 5. And he automatically comes with the Outlanders rule, so you can't include him in an army that doesn't use Outlanders. Um, his biggest downfall, I think, is his weapon, right? What's his weapon? I think his weapon is just a power sword or something? No, it's a, it's a basically a Paragon Blade that reduces your opponent's weapon skill by one. But uh, Oh, okay. Murderous Strike. So it's good, but it's not like amazing. Uh, but again, most people, you know, Sigismund, Karn, nobody's going to be hitting him on threes except for a Primarch, basically. And he's got Void-Hardened Armor to boot, which means <laughs> you can hit him with Flamers all day and he's not going to take a wound because he has a two-up re-rollable. Mm. Oh uh, my god, dude, yeah. Wow. He's just a beat-stick crater. He he's causes fear. He just has every cool rule that's out there. Uh, but he's not the most killy Primarch, or uh, not the most killy character. He's only got like three attacks with a two-handed weapon, so he's not you know, amazing at killing. Oh, gotcha. That's that's where he lacks. Yeah. Okay. I was like, it sounds too good to be true. What's his down bow? Yeah. You know. Um, second HQ is a librarian, two levels of mastery, and a uh, force axe. So, I figured with them, him being dark angels, outlanders being extra creepy, better include a librarian because I like librarians. Um, so I'll kind of do a roundabout way of, of going through this list, starting with the heavy support slots. Um, I took a Land Raider Battle Squadron um, with three Land Raider Proteuses, 250 points each with the Twin Lads Cannon, uh, Multi-Melta, Ceramite, and a Dozer Blade. Um, in those Land Raiders, got uh, two Breacher Squads um, with uh, two Melta Guns, Breacher Charge on the Sergeant, Combi Weapon on the Sergeant, so you get three Melta Shots in one go, and uh, Rad Grenades on all the Sergeants. So Two of the Breacher squads are going in, two of the Land Raiders, and then the third Land Raider has a six-man Vet Squad, the Librarian, and the Nemean Reaver in it. Uh, the Vet Squad would be uh, Weapon Masters with Melted Bombs and have uh, everybody have power weapons. Everybody would have Pariah Flamers. Uh, I'm sorry, Combi Weapons that would, you know, Combi Flamers that would be fired as Pariah Flamers. Uh, for those of you that... Oh, yeah, my favorite piece of war gear from them. I love it. They really are good. Uh, Pariah Flamer can be fired as a normal Flamer at Strength 3, or you can fire it at Strength 4 with the Gets Hot and Torrent rule. So a Torrent Flamer is awesome. You can get a million hits. Six of those in, in one squad is just... You, you're going to do a lot of damage. You might delete a unit just with one shot. It's really good. Um, oh, and on all of these squads would have Nuncio Boxes. And uh, Power Fist and Rag Grenades on the Sergeant. So these guys are going in the third Land Raider. Uh, your remaining two heavy support slots would have a uh, Fire Raptor gunship kitted out. Is I mean that's like the coolest model, and a uh, Whirlwind Scorpius because I had like 120 points to fill, and that's a cheap option that's still really really good. Um, and then last thing is two Marauder squads with 15 man uh, squads, three Pariah Flamers in there, 11 shotguns. Uh, power fist and a combi flamer on the sergeant. So and uh, rad grenades on them as well. So these guys would be deep striking. So they come down. You've got four flamer templates. So they're they're gonna do just a ton of wounds to the people. 
you know, and then they'll they'll get to charge the next turn. Um, and I can with three nuncio boxes, you can reliably place them where you need to. Um, these guys, you know, it's kind of a unique list, but I figure with the uh, Outlanders rules, you know, you need to do as much as you can to protect your your men because when they start dying, they're going to start dying a lot. So uh, I think the three land raiders, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, so that that's a good point, right? Um, Mar Marauder uh, squads can take land raiders as dedicated transports, so yes. you could run an all land raider army like you've done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. They they can also uh, take dreadclaw drop pods as dedicated transports. So you know you lose the normal legion drop pod, but you you know your marauders can take dreadclaws, which is really really cool. So I mean you could do a, a all drop pod army if you wanted with uh, you know terminators and marauder squads. I mean the the potential for these guys is is limitless. But yeah, this is this is one of my favorite lists I've written up. I, uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun to play as, and I think it'd, it'd surprise a lot of people bringing this. Yeah, absolutely, you could. And particularly with the uh, with the rag grenades on everybody, you know, your marauder squads when they get in with chain axes, you're wounding up a normal T four marine on twos, which is really really helpful. <laughs> All right, so uh, the last wrought by war we have is the Chimerai. And you mentioned earlier about going world eaters. -y. Well, this is this is definitely the army that we did it. The Chimerae are basically the genetic abominations. Uh, the guys that should not have existed is how it's written in the fluff. Uh, you know, failed genetic experiments, uh, outcasts from the legions. You know, all the weird, messed up stuff that uh, Fabius Vile did, and and all the weird experiments that Corax and and a, a bunch of the other. Uh, you know, gene crafters on each side messed with. Uh, these are the these guys are the result, and they've got three different options here, and uh, they all have significant strength, but also significant drawbacks. So the Chimerae attributes, you get one of three choices. Uh, option one, and Will, I'm sure you'll have much to say about this: uh, plus one strength, plus one toughness, minus one initiative, and minus one charge and run distance. And you may not make sweeping advances. Uh, these guys specifically, yep. if you want to find them in the fluff, uh, the short story Riven, uh, focusing on the Iron yeah Riven and um, uh, 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 the keys to hell. What was it called? The keys to hell. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah. So short seg segue, I guess, with that uh, feeds into the fluff where some Iron Hands uh, have unlocked necromantic. Uh, machinery, where they're using machines to keep legionaries alive after they've died, uh, and when they're not in use, they enter them into um, just ice sarcophagus, where they can keep them on ice. They press a button, all the dudes wake up, automatically start going to their pods, they drop out, they recover the dead bodies of the Iron Hands and the dead bodies of whoever they just killed, and they throw black paint on them, do all this necromantic shit on them again and put them all back so they just continuously increase their numbers after every fight so long as they don't lose you know what i mean uh but they are definitely not seen in a good light by the iron hands actually like the actual iron hands they see them as monsters and they cast them out and tell them to leave and uh, to never return so definitely if you're doing 
Gene Bulk, that could be your theme. Uh, there's already fluff for it. You know, they move slower in combat the more they thaw out. Uh, so that could explain your minus initiative. They don't care about being shot or blowing up. So that could explain your toughness. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's really good to use that as your inspiration for a Gene Bulk list. Don't actually consider it like Gene Jacking. Consider it something else, man, you know? But, yeah, uh, that was that was my list was Iron Hands who had been uh, doing this uh, necromancy shit. Yeah, and they were dicks space necromancy. I don't I don't remember what they called it, robotic nec- necromancy, something like that. Yeah, I forget. Uh, but yeah, pretty brooding and grim dark to capture the dead of your enemies and then just inter them with machines to then fight their sides like they're they're commanders later on you know what i mean and they just throw a little black paint on them and they're like fucking this this goddamn son's a horse dude's now an iron hand that that that's how that works i didn't know about that that they would they would take the uh enemy dead i thought they would just take their own no nah, they took all they took everybody like some of them even had memories but uh some of them obviously those who had their heads shot off didn't remember much i don't know why cool don't know why those guys who had their heads shot off didn't remember anything, but uh, they didn't. Anyways, yeah, so there are definitely themes here that can be used throughout the books. Uh, as Jared said, the dudes at Korax made, uh, the dudes Fabius Bile was working on, all that stuff can be worked. Also, this, uh, this thing is really good with this list. Let me tell you right off the bat, you're already lowest initiative, so put... Uh, unwieldy weapons on everything. That's what I did. Uh, Use slow, like, don't use slow units. You want to use fast units because you're already at that minus to run and charge. Because you can be in hardened armor as a breacher and fail a one-inch charge. (laughs) (laughs) It does not say say to a minimum of X. Like, (laughs) The hardened armor is minus one to your charge, and then Gene Bulk is another minus one to your charge. So, good fucking luck. <laughs> but that's all I have to say about that. You go right ahead, Jared. What's your list idea here for these guys? Uh, well, uh, I actually chose option three for these guys. Uh, <laughs> real quick, we'll just go over option two. So, option one is definitely a powerful choice. These guys are, are tough, hardened badasses. Option two, these guys are uh, cowardly. Uh, Option two is plus one weapon skill, plus one ballistic skill, negative two leadership. So these are cowardly Astartes. These are space marines who you know might have lower leadership than a you know elite choice in say a militia list. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I haven't read a, a bunch of fucking yeah. losers. Yeah, if somebody writes up a list and runs this option, you will have my undying respect just for how wonky it is. You know, I, I guess you'd have to take dedicated transports for every single damn squad just to, to keep them from getting shot off the board immediately and, you know, let them come in, you know, disembark, do their, their shooting and, and fighting, but don't, don't get stuck around for a turn or two because you're going to run away. Yeah. Dunskies. So what's option three? Go. You can't fail the leadership if you win combat. That's the truth. Okay, touche. Touche. Very good. I like that. <laughs> that that idea is uh, on the I mean, that is how my militia work, right? You just don't don't lose. Like, if you don't take leadership checks, it doesn't matter. 
Get good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get good. So uh, option three, and this is this is the one I went with, and this is my favorite of all of them. The unit gains fear, fleet, and rage, and minus one ballistic skill. Must always make sweeping advances when able to do so. So, as you said earlier, well, if you, yeah. Like, when do you not make sweeping advances? Like, if you have to, when do you not? Yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody does if they can. That's kind of right. I don't know why you wouldn't. Go on, though. I don't Unless see for some weird reason. The only thing I could think of is some weird reason that you don't want to be caught out in the open. Yeah. And not, in a, not locked in combat. But still. Still, though. No, because they, they still flee the combat. It's when you want to overrun them and... Uh, pretty much uh hip hop off of them. So if they, they fall back, you know, twelve, you know, two D six, well then it's your turn. You can charge. You can move six and then charge. And I mean that's like an, an extra twenty four inches of movement with two assaults you win with consolidations, everything put together. Okay. That makes sense. I believe that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let them run and then Chase them up again, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Use them to to basically tag you, tail you along. Yeah. Okay. I I think I can actually buy that one. Well, I I say this because it's the only way. Um, what's that? What's that one mission where it's a tide of carnage? Right. It's the only way I could get um, fire drakes in the enemy deployment zone. You know, is by you know, you know, catching them and then finally getting consolidate off of them. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, but yeah, these guys have no such subtlety. They just have to <laughs> sweep in advance if they can. They are, they are hardcore. Um, the list I wrote up for this, um, this is the one I'm probably at some point going to make just because it, it, it looks so much fun. Um, starting off, your warlord is Indrid Har. Um, he is a former world eater. If you haven't read his rules, he is a badass. He's T5, so he can take a power fist on the face and not die. Um, he's a, a challenge monkey, and Every uh, if he kills a character and a challenge, it could be a tax sergeant, whatever. Um, his he will add plus one to uh, combat resolution for the rest of the game. Um, and specifically, any unit he joins in the first round of combat can re-roll to wound. So all your all your wounds now have shred, which is really good. Um, but specifically, his warlord trick is superb. You can choose up to three power-armored units and give them scout. So, my troop choices here are That's again... really good already because of the fact like you have to have a lot of infantry in a Black Shields army. Yeah. Uh, troop choices here, again, three 20-man marauder squads. Uh, this time, I put two Laz Cutters in there just to, you know, in case you run into a Dreadnought or something, just give you something as a little anti-armor. Then... Four power axes, a power fist on the sergeant, melt a bomb on the sergeant. So these guys going in with rage, you got your average dude has five attacks on the charge. So that's the power axes, that's 20 power weapon attacks at AP2, and then another five from the, uh, the sergeant. That is a lot of attacks. Uh, secondary HQ included a Pravian with a... Uh, Volkite Charger, because again, he's BS4, so uh, I wanted something that could, you know, hit and give his autonomous uh, preferred enemy um, and still be Assault. 
and the automata I put it with him. Why not a uh, pariah bolter then? Because I mean that, that's eight points you you save, right? Yeah, but uh, you know, pariah bolter, you're snap shooting after you run, so you know, more reliably I'm going to hit with uh, the uh, the Volkai charger. Gotcha. But uh, included six vorax automata with him, so these guys also come with scout. So you've got sixty scouting marauders, then you've got the automata who are scouting as well. So most of your army is just moving up the field rapidly. Um, in the fast attack slot, we've got three javelin speeders with uh, multi-meltas and uh, the cyclone missile launchers, and then took uh, this two hunter-killer missiles each. So these guys can outflank, they can deep strike, they can go wherever they need to, and you know get rear armor, get side armor, and just provide some range support where they're needed. Um, then also included five land speeders with uh, yeah, graviton guns, multi-melta, and uh, two hunter-killer missiles on them as well. So these guys can slip, spit out a lot of firepower. And say if you're facing something like a Typhon or a big Lord of War that's got a lot of hole points and can dish out you know, a lot of templates, these guys can strip hole points like nobody's business. They're real good at it. And uh, rounding out the army, they five-man Terminator squad. Everybody's got chain fists and a heavy flamer and a dreadclaw drop pod. Um, these guys can be your, you know, turn one uh, interference. You know, you've got so much of your army is moving up the board, put one squad in the backfield that's going to serve as a distraction. You know, if you've got the Medusas camping in cover or something, you got uh, somebody you need to get to who maybe your guys won't run there in a turn or two. They can, uh, you know, reach out and touch somebody. But, uh, yeah, this is just a fast-moving, nasty army. So you're, you've probably got one turn of shooting at these guys before they're on you. Pretty rough stuff, man. Um, yeah, that's uh, just my thoughts on, <laughs> on uh, that particular army. I'm, I'll probably make them at some point, maybe for like 2020 Nova. Um, so overall... Very different lists in every aspect, and we could, you know, go into um, other lists like uh, uh, the other Gene Jack one and uh, the low leadership one. But I like the list you've done. Very good. Very good. Uh, anybody else have anything else to say about this? I mean, it's. I mean, it just shows that uh, Black Shields really are a diverse army to play, and you can have one army that is, you know. Swap out a unit here, swap out a unit there. Now it does this. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't have to, you know, pick an army and then just, you know, that's your rot by war. You can, you know, mix things up a little. You can change them around, particularly with the Marauders. I mean, every single one of these had some sort of a uh, Marauder squad in there. And pretty much all of them had some variant of, like, shotguns, bolt pistols, and chain axes. Definitely the chain axes, because they're free. Why not take them? So, Black Shields are... They pretty much encourage like close combat builds, though, right? Definitely, that's what it seems like. It's not you're not. I don't think you're really going to see much of a shooting black shield army. I think you could get one with that weapons or that uh, BS five, right? You can make one. That was actually something I was thinking of doing uh, a while ago when we were doing kind of that like kill team small squad stuff, uh, and just you know one of those projects that always. Because I kind of like the idea of Marines that are better at being Marines in every aspect, except they actually want to live and run away the second things go bad. 
the uh, savants of the <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's just the 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 militia way of fighting within Astarte's body is what Austin likes. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you can't win with your whole army being leadership seven, what are you doing? Get good. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole army. That's leadership seven. Come on, guys, come on. Yeah, even even your you know your Reaver Lord is going to be leadership eight. The one cool thing is the uh, Black Shield's Herald gives plus one leadership to units within I think it's twelve inches. So you could boost them back up a little bit with the the Herald. But yeah, what does their banner give them actually? Now that you mention it, uh, gives them fear and plus one leadership if they're close. Not amazing, but you know if you're running that one specific. Brought by war, it could be useful. Yeah, definitely. I still think, side note, that uh, traitors have the best banner. Nah, dude. Loyalists all day. Traitors have the best what? Oh, the best banner. No. Mm-mm. Although, who's used yeah. it? Yeah, I'd agree. No. No. Weapon skill five, Valix Warders, and Terminators, and Dark Furies all day. Okay, yeah, that, that is pretty good. I like they that. Do yeah. things. Not to mention, you know, with a, a herald and a phallic order, if they get charged, their weapon skill six. They're nasty bastards. Oh, you run a herald a lot, don't you? No, I do all the time. All right. Do we have anything else, Jesse? That's all I got. That yeah, I got no more questions to ask. <laughs> That's a hell of a lot of black shield to digest. Yeah, I, I kind of went on a, a bender this week. I don't know. Yeah, just, just a bit. You, you've been busy apparently building <laughs> lists. And most yeah, of these that whole that was complete bullshit. That whole like oh, I don't know, I haven't been really doing much. <laughs> but here, here's here's an hour and a half worth of content for me to talk about. <laughs> I worked fifty hours, and a bunch of that was like having to sit in my car. So uh, yeah. yeah, no, no, totally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of one. I haven't worked night shift in a very long time, and it's honest, honestly one of the, the only things I miss about it is just having that complete just desk time, to just do whatever the hell I want. It's probably the only good thing about night shift. But yeah, it's it's not worth it. I, I still like I still enjoy my uh, day shift job. So <laughs> I do not miss shift work whatsoever. Yeah. But no, that was great. Jared, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. A Black Shield deep dive. We got any other uh quick topics we want to talk about, or do you wanna go ahead and wrap this episode up? Uh I mean, do we got enough content, you think? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, dude, totally. We got well over an hour's worth. I'm sorry, I know I rambled like hell. Just <laughs> so much. It's all good. Austin, any input? No, no, that that was fun. Uh, I now know what it is like when other people ramble about Imperial Militia. <laughs> and uh, I no longer feel bad about it, because I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. <laughs> Robbie, how about yourself? You got anything else to add? No, no, that was pretty good. Oh. You know, black shields are, are fun because they're they're just different. You know, I've never, you know, built black shields, but I've played against them. And you know, you could find yourself like getting comfortable playing legions. And it's like, all right, it's you know, I'm pretty used to it. I know the you know the tricks that you're gonna throw at me. But then they're like, no, these are black shields. And you're like, what? What? Oh my gosh, what are you doing? This is totally different. And it, it's, I think it it keeps the game fresh. You know, it's you know we like the heresy because we like power armor. Um, but it's, it's a good change of pace. And if you ever get bored uh, with the same legions over and over, just, Hey, 
get some black shields, paint some colors that you want to paint, and then build your own story. It's completely, uh, it's in your realm to do whatever you want. And that's what's so cool about black shields. Super customizable. Yeah, I will if say they are of... like Imperial Militia. But with power <laughs> armor. <laughs> are they? <laughs> All roads lead back to, to Militia with Austin. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, with that being said, anybody got any plugs before we wrap this bad boy up? Uh, yeah, you know, typical. When I'm on here, I will plug Lancaster Painting. Check me out. Check For the most up to date, lame content you can. F- I don't post as often as I should. I'd be posting daily, but uh, I don't. So there you go. That's that, guys. Lancaster Painting. Check that. Nice. Um, I would oh, like wait to- a minute. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't mean to interrupt. But Jesse. Yes. Don't we have like this badass Twitter now? Yeah, I'm actually getting the hang of Twitter, and I'm actually enjoying using Twitter because it's, I don't know, it's more accessible now. At first, it was very imposing, but I was like, yeah, Twitter's actually kind of fun. And actually, uh, you can see a lot of uh, Warhammer people are very active there. A lot of the Black Library library authors are active on there, too. And yeah, it's pretty pretty neat. So catch us at RR30K Podcast. Remembrances Retreat. Very cool. Go ahead, Jared. Um, let's see. I would like to plug the band High on Fire. Uh, they just released a new album. They initially said it was going to be an EP, but now it's an album. It's called Electric Messiah. It's very good. You should definitely go go listen to it. It's on iTunes and YouTube and all the, the media outlets. Yeah, just just you know, go listen to some heavy metal. Electric Messiah? Yeah. I got to go. I got to put the baby to bed. I'll see y'all later. All right, man. Take it easy. <laughs> all right. Anyone else? No, that's Anyone it. Else? That's all I got. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, thanks again for listening to our podcast. Go on over to Facebook. Check us out there. Check us out on Twitter. Um, and you, you guys can find us. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Yeah, we're ev- you've everywhere. You found us once. Yes. If you're listening to us, so find us again and spread the word. Cause uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. And with that being said for Austin, Jared, Robbie, myself and William, everybody have a good night. We'll talk to yeah. you. Yeah. Bid you adieu. Bye.